Hello, everybody, and welcome into the Hot Routes and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast, where we will take a deep dive into the NCFFL in all its glory, providing you, the GMs, the fans, hot takes and predictions sure to stir up controversy all along the fantasy football season. My name is Joe Norton, and along for the ride is Jared Campbell. Let's go! Welcome in to the week five edition of the Hot Routes and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast. Jared, how you doing, buddy? How you feeling this week? I'm doing. Was it a good week for you? Uh, Actually, it was not a good not week. Fantasy for you, wise, it. It not, not fantasy-wise. It was not fantasy-wise. In general, life in general is good. We went up to the last weekend. We went up to the mountains and went to the apple orchard, um, sky top apple, took the kids. And what city is that it's in? It's in Flat Rock. Um, so if you and the kids ever want to go and you're like, Hey Jared, we're, we're thinking about going to sky top orchards. You got any recommendations? I'll, Touchdown! I'm going to have a, Sorry. I'm going to have a lot of stuff to tell you on what not to do. <laughs> okay. And when do you want to get into that? Or are you just like, if you and the wife and the kids want to go pick apples and you're thinking about going to flat rock, give Jared a call. And he'll tell you what not to do. That's what you're saying. Exactly. I'll tell you what not to do, not what, when not to go. Like, and the time to not go would be the time that we went. Um, <laughs> so, so it was overall it was good. Then we went down to Greenville and uh, had a had a good time. Well, it I, was. Uh, I, it sounds like a phenomenal time. It probably was not as good as that catch that Jimmy Graham just made in this Bears and Buccaneers game. Because he basically just pulled uh, almost as close as an old Be- Odell Beckham catch. I mean, it was mm. absurd. And it looks like he caught that with his armpit. This is at the end of the for you know end of the first half here. Bears, I think, just went up by a point. Um, uh, yeah, you know, we just started this pod, so this is uh, this is great. What a phenomenal yeah. catch! How about Jimmy yeah. Graham sucking all of last year? And the year before, gets to the Bears. I think he's got like four or five touchdowns. I don't even know if he's been picked up in the league. He is. I think he's actually – we got a special guest coming up later on today with us, and I think he's on his bench right now. Is that right? I think he is. I think he's probably going to be bitter. He's going to be very bitter. Probably pretty bitter that he didn't get a chance to play him. My goodness. So, But, uh, but yeah, before we get to that, before we start talking through this week, maybe we should – 
Uh, let's let's let the guys know what we're going to have in store for them tonight. Yeah, so I'll go through the rundown real quick. We're going to hit up the rapid-fire recap, look back at the week four, the winners, the losers, take a look at you know the power rankings, where everybody's sitting in the NCFFL league as a whole. We're also going to check out kind of the conference standings, take a look at that. Uh, there's a imbalance, I think, would be the correct word in terms of the conferences. Um, but you know, a win here, win there, and these conferences could be pretty darn even. So we're going to look at that first and foremost. Like we said, we got a special guest appearance by a GM, uh, who may or may not be happy with that Jimmy Graham touchdown. I'm going to say he's not going to be happy about that. Uh, we're also going to dive into what we like to call, it's a newer segment. Uh, We've discussed it in the past on previous pods. Uh, but we're going to call it buy or sell, and it's going to be basically like, you know, the trade reports. Who would you buy? Who would you sell? And we're going to go through some GMs, pick out some players, uh, kind of comment on that as we go down. And then, as always, we're going to get into the week five predictions. We got a game going tonight: Buccaneers versus the Bears. Bears currently winning fourteen thirteen. Both teams are three and one. Uh, players, I got. I know I got Tom Brady going tonight. I'm sure some people have. Mike Evans, a couple bear receivers, maybe Allen Robinson. Uh, but, yeah, we're going to take a look at the week five predictions and see who's going to either move themselves another one forward or take a step back and maybe fall into the cellar. So pretty solid podcast uh, ahead of us, huh? Yeah, let's, let's get to it. All right, let's go, bud. It's time for the weekly Rapid Fire Recap. All right, welcome in to the Rapid Fire Recap, where we take a look back into the week four matchups. Um, Jared, let's get us started. Which do you have first going? All right, first we got Michael versus Brian. Michael versus and Brian. The, and the number is 55. No, not just the quote-unquote questionable credits that they earn from their quote-unquote prestige university. Prestige worldwide, wide, wide. When they intended there. But rather, that was the difference in score. And Brian just gets throttled two weeks in a row by dead fucking last. Move over, uh, me. There might be a new unlucky point against GM in town. Joe Mixon, George Kittle, Lamar. Could Michael be back like Matt? Michael wins, moves up to one and three, and Brian at one and three, and Brooks at one and three, all in that shambles division. (laughs) Well, you know, what do we always say? You know, you got to score that 135, Brian, couple points, point and a half less, uh, you know, than 135, but. Very similar to what I ran into last week. I don't think Brian had a chance here. 188 points. I thought at one point he was going to reach that 190 mark. Uh, He did surpass Brad last week, but wow. From going to the cellar at 0-3 and then watch your team just score 188 points in a week. He's He's back. He's back. back He's got to feel so confident about what's going on with his team right now after that performance. That's what I think he expected. Every single week when he when he left draft weekend, that's what he expected. So, one eighty eight is what he expected. Well, I mean, just 
putting up monstrous points, I think is what he yeah. expected. And he definitely did that. So kudos to uh, Mike for getting off the schneid. Uh, and welcome to the One Wing Club. There's three of you. All right, so I uh, faced off against Brooks. Um, this was a decent matchup. We were texting back and forth throughout the week. I'm like, what do you think? How are you going to do? Uh, Slip felt very confident, and I did not feel confident at all about my squad until I believe it was Thursday night happened, and then I got Melvin Gordon pushing up 24 points. At that, mo- at that moment, I woke up Friday morning thinking, man, he's going to have to put up a hell of a performance. Now, I did have an issue, and this was, I think, the first major issue of the season, the COVID issue, where I had I lost Cam, one of my, you know, uh-huh. my big, biggest players, the guy that's putting up great points for me, and I'm like, all right, who the hell am I going to pick up to fill Cam's shoes? And I'm looking at all the quarterbacks, and I'm like, well, Brady's 40-something years old. I don't know. But I liked the matchup because I figured the Chargers were going to throw it. I knew they were going to throw it. I didn't think, quite honestly, that he was going to score 34 points, but I'm glad that he did. Pulled off the victory. Thielen going banana lands there. Fuller had a good week, which was surprising. Naheem Himes did what Naheem Himes does and gets four points for me. Dallas scoring minus six points. I did not feel good about it. But in the end, Slip's team did what Slip's team does, and that is they didn't score enough points. Um, the only reason <laughs> the only reason this thing was even remarkably close, and when I say close, I mean by we're talking, you know, 16, 17 points here is because Dak Prescott had to come back from being down 40 points in the first half, and he put up a 43 spot. Um, You give him average points scored there, and this game's not even remotely close. So um, hopefully Slip's team turn it around. Uh, We're going to interview him later on in the the podcast here and get his perspective about his squad, how he thinks uh, he's going to project out through the rest of the season. But Glad my team showed up again. We had a rough week three, and I'm glad they rebound. Didn't quite get to that 135, but sniffed it. And that's all I care about, and I'm still struggling with this COVID issue. I got a couple guys with that, a couple guys on the NR. Glad got the victory. Three at one, sitting at the top of the division. Move on. Next matchup. Here we go. Let's go. All right, next up we got Chaz and Brad. This was going to be a pivotal matchup because was, everybody they were right there, and it was going to be going up to the so winner was probably going to be sitting at the top at three and one, and then the loser was going to have to fall in that just that muddleness of the uh, two and two record. Yep. All right, so my number is seven. No, not the amount of towels Chaz uses on draft weekend, <laughs> <laughs> but rather that's so sad. Nick Chubb averaged seven yards per run before he got hurt in that Dallas game, and he had to leave with a knee injury. Ironically, another guy with a bad knee and Todd Gurley falls into the end zone a couple of times, and that ends up being what lifts Chaz over Brad. Based off how the Browns scored the rest of that game, I'd have to imagine that Chubb scores at least 14 points to steal that win. But somehow, 
Chaz pulls it out, and then he ends up winning. And it's interesting because this year is like Chaz was dominant last year. Dominant. This year, the past two weeks at least, he's getting a little bit more lucky with some of his wins to where he's not scoring that much, and he's kind of running into his his opponents scoring way less and kind of underperforming. But nonetheless, the quote-unquote GOAT is at 3-1 and one in the stiff-ass tough division. Brad falls to 2-2, two and two, along with me, Rusty, and Pittman. Brutal. Good win by Chaz. Brutal loss by by Brad there. All right, we're going to go to the Duck Hunter, Rusty versus Cobra, Kyler, and Pittman. This one was not even close. Uh, 148 to an 83 posting. Just a utter beatdown. Uh, Rusty got mega help from Rogers, from Kamara, from Andrews. Tight end scoring nearly 20 points. Ronald Jones scoring 15, who, by the way, has scored a touchdown tonight, and he has just come on. I think this is, what, his third year in the league now. Finally has a passing, um, a team that can pass the ball, and so now Um, it's going to open up some running lanes for him. And just like you and I both thought in his initial rookie draft class, we thought this kid was going to do great. And I think each of us had him on our squad at one moment both years and it just never performed. I think he's going to be a great top-tier running back moving forward for this year, especially on that Tampa Bay offense. So 15 points from L.A. Uh, and the Rams, that's, that's never good, or that's, that's always good. But zero points, Devontae Adams, who he traded away, would like to get your thoughts on that trade um, from a guy that you know posted up zero points here. And really, if we take a look at his numbers, he's only had one good week, and that was week one. So I'd be interested in your thoughts in the next you know, couple sections here when we get to it about why you decided to go after Devontae Adams. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Rusty just basically bent uh, Pittman over and said, stick it in there, no, no, you know, no lube, sandpaper finish, just rammed it up in his ass. and. Mm. And he it's goes up, he goes old he goes now to two and two. Uh Pittman goes back to two and two after being near the top, and he's got to reassess his team because it looks to be in shambles at the moment. I gotta say, man, I feel you're you're getting a little aggressive with the vocabulary. I think I mean I, is the Bears having the lead at halftime? You're kinda like feeling it now. It's got it's me like, a little it's got me a little intense <laughs> you were, right now. So I picked the Bears. At to first, win. Yeah. Bears were you're, at you're, I think plus three. I said Pick the Bears here. This is an easy game for the Bears to win. I didn't feel good about easy. the first half. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, I thought this for sure. That's easy money right there. I told a couple people this. Easy money. Take the Bears. I've had a couple drinks here. I switched over from beers. Now I'm sipping on a little Glenlivet 15. The Bears got the lead at half. I'm a little hyped up here. Let's go. We're, we have a great podcast here. I think people are going to love an interview that we got coming up. So yeah, yeah, I feel good. Let about me it. well, let me let me ask you this: what's what's the more fraudulent three and one team, the Chicago Bears, Bears. or your fantasy Bears. team? <laughs> Bears are more fraudulent. I'm scoring points okay. finally. Okay, yeah, I'll give you that. I, I just wanted to make sure you were going to say that. Yeah, Bears. What are I've seen, so what I've seen from the Bears is yeah, that's yeah. Okay, all right, cool. Just wanted to make sure. Yeah, that's all right. The final yeah. the final matchup we had. 
All right, this is myself versus the commish, John. My number is five. Five. No, not just the amount of moves I make per week. (laughs) It's true. Go look it up. Yeah. But, Joe, if you would have told me that prior to my matchup with John, that five of John's players would have seasonal high scores and five of my players would have seasonal low scores, guess what? I'd have believed you <laughs> <laughs> because that's exactly what happened. Can we, can we remind the listeners to my prediction? Yeah. Last we said, week. We'll get to it. We'll okay. get, yeah, we'll get to it. So, but we also said that typically John, whenever you're playing John, his guys go off or your guys don't do anything. Yep. DJ Chark. So the, he had five guys that scored the most points that they've scored. Granted, it's only been through four weeks, but still. DJ Chark scored the most points he scored. Jarvis Landry scored the more, most points this year. Dalvin Cook hit his high. Jarek McKinnon hit his high. Denver Broncos hit their high. And then my five guys. Six points. Well, still. But still, well, I had to get to five somehow. Ridley, Miles, Alaire, Drake, and Gasecki all had their seasonal lows. As a matter of fact, DJ Chark outscored the five of them combined. <laughs> is that good? I don't, is that good? I That's, don't know. It's not good. I do but know I guess, it's not good. Yeah, but I, I guess that is what it is when you face Johnny, though, right? Hey, silver lining, though. Look at it I from mean, this one, perspective. 129 from having guys score brutal lows that's, here? Now, that's my, that was gonna that was That was going to be my last comment right there was, 129 ain't bad with that lack of production. Now, granted, you're not going to see 24 points from Kansas City week in and week out, week out. But, but I picked them up. I picked them up. They were a team I was on. I I'll say this. I was between the Chiefs and Bears, and I did not think anybody would put a waiver in on the Bears. And Pittman got them. Pittman got them and says, like, well, I guess I'll just go with the Chiefs. And I was kind of like just waiting last minute, and then, boom, your boy came out. I saw the alert where Cam came out and was not going to be playing. So I'm like, "Uh, no-brainer, Chiefs defense, let's go. So, So I got lucky. Yeah, I got a little lucky there. Uh, but yeah, you called it. My tight end spot still is. Uh, Do we have a running tally on how many games it's been since your tight end position has not scored double digits? Um, I think since the beginning, I went back and I looked at this. I think since the start of 2019 season. So it's like this is regular season, not counting playoffs. Okay. Regular season. So it's like 17 regular season games, and I think they're combined like 65, 70 points God, from that position. That's amazing. It's amazing. It is amazing. It's amazing. When you, they're averaging about five point five to six points. When you said it was it was Jacecki's lowest point total, I didn't believe it. I thought he actually had lower than two at one point. No, he no, he's. I mean, at least the week before, at least the one catch he had the week before was a touchdown. Yeah, but. Like, it's almost to the point where it's like, I mean, why do I even start a tight end? I'm, that It's almost more just like, especially in the year of COVID and all these injuries, that extra bench spot is almost more important than me just putting in a tight end that's going to get me three points each week. Well, why aren't you just streaming your tight ends at this point? Like, why hold on to one? Just Because they're all shitty. 
Because they're all shitty. Yeah, but so is, I mean, Jaseki's <laughs> shitty too. So just like, just randomly. Well, that's what him. I'm saying. There's like, there's Kelsey, now Kittle that he's back. And then it's kind of like a slight, like a little step down from there is Waller. And then after that is just a slew of like 20 tight ends that might get you four points or they might get you 15 points. I don't know if you've seen Jonu Smith, boy. They don't play. (laughs) That's a different story. (laughs) They don't play. But when he does play, he scores. He's getting points from Tannehill. He's scoring mega points. He's actually, I think, real close to uh, Waller in terms of points. I think maybe like five or ten point difference. But in terms of tight ends, I feel so, good about it. But, but, so yeah, so uh, so John's right there on your heels, and I'll fall back to two and two, and we'll see what we'll see how week five shakes out. Well, that's pretty solid here. Let's take a look at the uh, power rankings here as the NCFFL sees it. They have Chaz at one, myself at two. Um, I don't know if I agree with that. Obviously, I'm at two because I'm at the head of the East Division. But if you take a look at points four, I am well, well behind. Um, But there I am. Uh, And then also we got, let's see, uh, Johnny. That's three. And then it's four, five, six, seven in the West. And then round it out, yeah. eight, nine, ten in the east. Yeah. It seems, Do you think it's legit though? Because if you look at the one and three teams and the two and two teams, that's one win away can move you up to the fifth fifth position, fourth position in one win. The what? One what win, can? like one really big win. Like let's say for example, um, Mike goes for another one eighty eight. He'll go from eight to four. Yeah, maybe. I mean, that's still a lot of points to be making up. Not really. I mean, I mean it's you're 80, 70, 75, yeah, 75, 75 points. 60 to 70, 60 it to can be done. Points. I mean, maybe not one week, but it can be done over over time. We'll give it some time and see what happens. Um, but I don't think a lot, not a lot of movers in mind. It's, it's a, I'm more fascinated. I think I'm more fascinated by the three, one and three teams right there. Than I am about anything. They're all else. pretty tied in terms of points for. I mean, we're talking a separation yeah, about just, what? What is that? Forty points ish. Um, yeah, I mean, do any of them play this week? I haven't even really looked. Playing the goose egg has. Yeah, they play. He so, plays Brooks. Yeah, Slip and Mike yeah. are playing. That's, That's a big be one. A huge matchup. That's a big one. And currently, uh, Mike's favored in that by seventeen points. I think Slip doesn't have a defense at the moment, but. You give him a defense that might be six points, so he's still, you know, Mike's still favored by eleven. So, yeah, crazy. Well, uh, we'll see what happens, but hope, probably here in the next one, bye week start coming in. We'll uh, we'll see how it kind, what kind of impact it starts having. Yeah, bye weeks and COVID weeks, man. All right, bud. Well, that was rapid fire we- recap, and uh, let's move on. We're gonna get to. Oh, yeah, actually. Um, Looks like our GM is calling in at the moment, so uh, we're going to move it on to the interview at this point. So hope you guys enjoy this interview, and uh, we'll see you on the flip side. Buckle up. What do you say we interview you? Uh, all right, yes, that's a uh, sometimes useful exercise. Please put your hand down. Go ahead. How much money do you make a year before taxes? 
Okay, I'm actually not comfortable answering that. Come on! We're doing the interview now, not you. Okay, here's a shout out of a cannon. Oprah, Barbara Walters, your wife. You gotta fuck one, marry one, kill one. Go! I think we're done here. Thank you. are welcoming to the podcast GM of Every Day is a Gala Day, Mr. Brooks Hayslip. How you doing? And welcome to the podcast. Well, that was a little bit of a disappointing introduction, but uh, happy to <laughs> what, be here. What do you want? What kind of production do you think we have here? I mean, you can come up with some good stuff. We've known each other for a long this time. This is understandable. I do understand that, but cur- you're, currently you're in 10th place, and we give introductions based on your ranking in the NC FFL valid. Well, that's a lot. That's a <laughs> lot, but outstanding that this is a marathon, not a sprint. So I'm just, I'm just lining up for a late season. You're, push. Uh, you're kind of vibrating a little bit on your voice there. Is that you, are you in Sanford or OIB? Uh, I'm, I'm actually sitting down at the location where this season uh, t- took the first downward turn uh, Tom's bar. And I'm doing the same thing we did on draft weekend, which was drink beer. So uh, I'm just trying to recreate the moment and hope that I can go back in time and make my. my How are the better. fly swatters and the um, the fly catchers doing? You got those up? Well, yeah, the fly catchers that Rusty so generously uh, nailed up to every <laughs> solid beam around the house have. Uh, have survived and they are still haven't caught a single fly in the wow. past month. So we're, we're right back where so we started. Still, from. So I'm st- st- we still hadn't hit the over yet. I yeah. think Jared, you owe me money for that. I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Put it on my tab. Um, Put it on my have, tab. have you, have you left OIB since draft weekend? <laughs> or you just been, uh, yeah, I've, I've, I've been here and there. Uh, I made some trips kind of around the state, traveled a bit and, uh, just uh, just back here at the beach at Tom's Bar, just kind of reminiscing about draft night and how fun it was. Gotcha. Parts I remember. And uh, what kind what's, of, what's the what's your setup right now? Are you sitting at the bar? Are you in like one of the chairs in the back? You know, I'm standing over on the side. I thought I might should get inside the bar to uh, to make this call. Didn't want to disturb the neighbors. Uh, I don't think they were very appreciative of draft weekend. And it's been two level. months. So get thought, over. Have it. they said anything? Has anybody said anything? 
Well, yeah, but uh, we actually had a weekend uh, last weekend with another another unnamed GM. Don't want to uh, don't want to make any, any guilty parties, but we had a little. No, not Chaz, not Chaz, but uh, it, yeah, that was Brian. Anyway, <laughs> we were down here and we we tied it on pretty hard two nights, and uh, you know the noise level got a bit out of hand. Uh, but anyway, neither here nor there. We're live from Tom's Bar, trying to keep it down. Okay, so you like you're just standing up talking yeah i'm standing over in the corner kind of right near the pink toilet seat i actually can reach out and touch <laughs> it it's it's displayed in the bar uh tom came down after draft weekend and he says what is that shit and why is how it does in my he bar? feel about that being up in his bar kind of just representing being the biggest loser for 2019 well he wasn't a big fan of the pink toilet seat being here but he did get a good chuckle out of some of the names <laughs> what so, was his favorite um uh, I don't know if he really picked a favorite. He did say that Rainmakers from John at the top of the board, that was a little uh, oh, not very creative. But uh, I think Ass and TV certainly got a laugh. <laughs> uh, did Vicky see six, it? Six-inch penetra- six penetrators, he said. I know, Jared. That's not true. <laughs> so. It's less than that. <laughs> um, why don't you ever play golf anymore on, well, draft weekend or just in general? Well, I'm not very good at golf, and I'm not one of those people that enjoy playing a sport that I'm not good at. Save all your baseball games. <laughs> I was, but I'm not, I was I, I'm ready right there. I, I'm, I'm not going to go out there and shoot 120. It's just not You honestly think you would shoot 120? I've seen you swing I a have, club. I haven't hit – yeah, it might look good, but I haven't hit a golf ball since draft weekend two Do years ago. Do you think right now – we we go to the beach right now. You could beat Rusty. Uh, I don't. I thought Rusty played a fair amount. I, I don't. Really it doesn't know matter if you play was. a fair amount. It matters if you. Are, 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 here's the question: Are there geese on the beach? <laughs> uh, all the geese have been removed from the property. Well, if there's no geese, then I like his odds. But if there's <laughs> geese there, I'm feeling pretty good about myself. Do, do, do you not play anymore because you were partnered with Chaz two years ago and you're like, this, <laughs> I'm not doing this anymore? No, Chaz is a great partner. We had a good time. We exactly. Beer. That's we the whole fun. point of it. I don't get out there. You think yeah. I go out there and like trying to win? Well, and then we've, we've got Brian who's bought clubs. I don't even know three, how long Three ago or four years ago? And, yeah. Ha- hadn't even taken them out of the wrapper. So I figured if I laid out, that would make two foursomes and all would be well. So I was taking one for the team. Yeah. That's amazing right. to me. Math. Yeah. But, you, um, well, let's, let's get to the season, man. What, so what went through your, nah, do we have to, I'd rather just talk about stuff that's going well. Well, think me, about you know? that. You got to look at it this way, slip. Let's, let's look at where you're at right now. So currently Brooks is, uh, listed as 10th in the NCFFL and, and he is fifth in the NCFFL East Division with a one and three record and a points four of 471.45. But if we look at all the GMs within the league, you're ahead of um, Pittman, Cobra Kyler, by, you know, 15 points there. And we have a lot of uh, GMs in the league sitting at one and three, and a lot that are also sitting at one and two. So a victory here could pop you. Real quickly 
with if you had a large amount of points, could pop you into the top five. What do you think about that? That's a positive spin, well, huh? Well, well, dis- disregarding your math skills about some of us being one and three, and a lot of us being one and two. I meant two and two. Um, oh, okay, gotcha. Just sorry, state math class. Uh, I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty good about it. I mean, I did notice that the uh, the standings were a bit bunched up, and a lot that have broken away and sort of put me in a position down at the bottom where it would be tough to dig out of. So I'm, I'm feeling pretty decent about my team and uh, just trying to get healthy at the right time. And uh, I mean, who knows? I might go on a little winning streak. So what went through your mind after week one with all those injuries? Uh, well, when 80% of my top five draft picks didn't finish week two, I thought to myself, this might be a long year. Um, but yeah. you know, it happens. Yeah. It happens. You can't do anything about it. You just gotta, you know, kind of regroup. Try to try to get the best team out there and see what happens from there. Who do you think of your team is, you know, your most consistent player? The guy that you can just run out there every week and say, "I'm gonna get X points from this guy, no matter what." Do you have a guy on your team? And why I feel it, that and confident? Why, and why about, is it Greg Zerline? <laughs> and is it bad that I, is it bad that I'm having to pull up my roster to answer this question? I got to pull it up for you if you'd like. I mean, I mean, I mean you got to like. I'm, feel, I'm feeling pretty good about Dak. I mean, in part because you know he's in a contract year, but and they're always but, behind by forty points, yeah, so he's got to whip Cowboys, it around. The Cowboys D is terrible, so he's going to be throwing it hopefully forty plus times a week. So I'm feeling pretty good about Dak. Hope he keeps it up. What about your position players? Anyone there? Uh, the position players are, are a bit iffy right now. If I could ever get Michael Thomas back, obviously he's a beast, and I think he'll, he'll treat me right. But uh, I just got to get him healthy. I, I don't know if it's going to be this week with a, a bye in week six. Uh, he's limited start. this week, right? Who's limited in practice today. Yeah, he's limited for two and a half weeks. Isn't it amazing? Have... He's got three point two points on the season. Michael Thomas through four weeks, quite amazing. Very amazing. But you know, that's what happens when you don't play? <laughs> yeah, that's what happens. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. The leading receiver light. Never mind. Um. So, so kind of a pivot here. Um. What uh. What do you miss about co-hosting on Hot Routes and Hot Takes? What do I miss about co-hosting? Um, it, well, disregarding the very small amount of prep work I ever did, I thought that was way more beneficial just to kind of shoot from the hip. But, uh, I mean, I think it's, it's a good opportunity to – Ask them slightly embarrassing questions and see what kind of answers you get from other GMs around the league. Um, it's certainly an entertaining podcast to be a part of, and I feel very honored. Uh, I think I should be honored to be the, the first guest GM this year. You should. I mean, I'm also, I'm also cognizant of the fact that because I'm DFL at this point for the second year in a row, that's probably why I'm first. So well, I'm not entirely thrilled with this honor, but – uh, you know, it's a good time, and you know I enjoy talking to you guys and hearing what's what's been said. When do you when? So when uh, when when Joe drops a pod on Friday morning, when do you normally listen to it? Mm. It kind of depends. I'm typically a, a podcast listener on the road, so 
if I'm traveling somewhere or, you know, riding around, that, that's typically the time I listen to the pod. Can you define riding around for the other GMs? What, what is that? <laughs> what, I mean, where are you riding if you, around? If you got to make like a 10 minute plus trip across town or, you know, anything that gives you enough time to, you know, so you, fire the pod So you up, listen you in bit. like 10 minute increments, 20 minute increments. Uh, yeah, I kind of depended upon what the weekend entails. Okay. I mean, if I'm if I'm going if I'm making a long trip somewhere like down to the beach, and I'll certainly save it for that trip. But otherwise, you just got to get it in when you can. Gotcha. Would you That's change you anything said. that we do, or would you? Is there have you did, after your time of co-hosting? Did you ever be like, man, this segment would be pretty good for those guys? Or any tips? Or, or the, yeah, they should think about doing something like yeah. Any like ideas? This. Uh, any ideas for the pod? I've got yeah. one great I- I've got one great idea for the pod. All right, we're listening. Uh, make it make it half as long and twice as funny. <laughs> wow, that's not it's not a segment. That's just like <laughs> that's just like a. Geez. Oh, was that was that, that, was, was that was that my question that I didn't? Uh, that was a segue into the question. I think that Jared and I what, do a that? great job of trying Is to this... condense a week's worth of information into. 90 minutes or less. So yeah, I agree. I, I was just trying to be funny. Of course, so but, uh, so I've, I've gotten through about half of my questions. Joe, are you good? I'm good. I didn't even know you were going down the list. I thought y'all were just conversing with me over here. Well, well we, I mean, we, we have we, to prepare a little bit. I, mean, I know, yeah. but you're, you're, you're such good journalist. It didn't, didn't even feel like questions. Well, that's what we do. That's, we, yeah. we, we, listen, we listen first and ask second. So. But I don't know what. So let's let's get into this week. So who, how do you do? You feel confident about your your week five matchup? You're uh, uh, no. you're rolling up against another one in three team, and that's going to be Mike. Currently, you're not favored to win the game. They got you listed as a seventeen point underdog. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm rocking no defense at the moment. Yeah, trying to see what trying to see what's going to happen with COVID. All right, so give yourself but, uh, six good points strategy. There. So now you're good down strategy. by eleven. Yeah, I mean, I've got a lot of ifs. I mean, if Michael Thomas is back, and if my my boy Raheem Mostert, I think is how you pronounce the last name. It's Mostert. Mostert. Most, I think okay. it's Mostert. If Colonel Mustard in the in the hallway with the candlestick is back, then. Uh, we're good. I feel pretty good about my squad, but you know, if those two are against me, I've got uh, my boy Kenny Galladay on a bye, and we got Corey Davis with COVID, so it's going to be a pretty thin lineup if uh, those two guys don't play. What do, What do you think occurs with that? Do you think Tennessee's gonna? Do you think the NFL is going to make Tennessee forfeit that game? Uh, I would be surprised if they made them forfeit. I, I would be a, shocked. A, a, a They've already moved it. I think a large fine is probably so, more likely. So we talked about this a little bit earlier in the podcast. Yeah. And yeah, you get it. And <laughs> the uh so they've already moved Tennessee Buffalo to Tuesday. So it's scheduled for Tuesday now. Okay. They've moved the uh Patriots and Broncos to Monday. Now, when they did that, are the Tuesday, because I know when this occurred with the Patriots, at least I think Yahoo or maybe even ESPN, they were yeah. talking about, all right, do those points count for yeah, it will. week so five it's in the, or week yeah. six? It's in the league. 
So it's yeah, it's in Yahoo now, and it says Broncos Patriots moved to Monday, October twelfth. The game will remain in Week Five. Okay. Bills Titans moved to Tuesday. Game will remain in Week Five. That's so that's it's not, just yeah. it's just wild because the Bills. Well, we talked about we talked about all this earlier. Yeah, so I don't know who who the hell knows. Who the hell knows? Slip, refresh my memory. Did you vote yay or nay on the COVID relief roster spot? Uh, wait, we voted on that? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, think, I think I voted for it, and it did not pass. So you were a smart person. Well, I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty. I don't think any of y'all remember how any particular person voted, so I'm just going to say I was on the right side of that vote. I know where I voted on that one. <laughs> Well, you I should, typed it up, and I typed people out. You should have drank more beer that actually, night. I'll actually say who, who voted for what, unlike our GM. Oh. I mean, unlike our uh, commission. Yeah. You coward. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, speaking of changes. Can we, to the, wait, can we start booing John next year? Boo. Like when he comes we, up, we, when he starts doing his presentation? <laughs> like, he, like he's Roger Goodell. Like Goodell? Boo. <laughs> I just had a great idea, by the way. All right, so, go ahead. Well, speak, hey, 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 Brooks. I know uh, if you let's say let's say I'm a genie and I give you three grants, so three wishes, and speak like speaking of changes to the NCFFL, what three changes would you make? I know that's kind of putting you on the spot, ooh, here, but that's the point of an interview. Uh, ooh, interesting. Um. So just the league or like everything that's associated with the league? Either or. Yeah. It could be Give it, it could be actual scoring. It can be nothing to do with actual score or whatever. Uh, it can be how lame some of the people's names are. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I'll take the easy route out because I've already said – Well, I've already said one of my three reasons earlier because y'all slipped the question in so easily that I didn't even notice it when I said the podcast should be half as long and twice as funny. So I'll, I'll make number <laughs> one. Uh, the team names should could be a lot better. Um, I mean, the smack talk aspect of it, yeah, I understand not wanting to engage in that so much. But the, the team names could be funnier. But – you know, it's kind of a minor. Fresh Prince of LA. Yeah, I mean, some are good. Some are, some are not. Which so one great. would you, which one, call them out right now. Which one is brutal? Uh, let's see, brutal. I mean, I think we've gotten better. I will say over the years, as I look back at the pink toilet seat a couple of feet away, I mean, there were some pretty terrible ones on there. Um, but well, anyway. Like, some of them didn't change for years, which was just mind-boggling to me. Yeah, yeah. We should make it a rule where we change it. We have to change it each week. Do you remember? I just now remembered last year. Do you remember when they all played the joke on you, Joe? And they all changed <laughs> <Yeah>. it. To, <laughs> and they all changed it last minute. To, to yeah, that, that was, was hilarious. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. I think the worst. I think the worst one going right now is the goat. But I understand yeah. why he does it because that's what Chaz does. But. I think laying a goose egg is brutal, too, because he's currently not laying a goose egg. I'm going to call you out, and I'm going to say every day is Galladay. Don't have a team name if you're not going to put your guy in the starting line. What do you mean he's He's on a bye? I get it. He's on a bye. He's on a bye. Put in a free – just like you have to put in a different player, have a a side name and put it in for the week. Listen, he's played two games this year. He scored two touchdowns. I'm riding with Kenny as long as he plays, so – did you win or lose those games? Yeah, well, I would. I don't. I'd run out of team names at this point. So, 
What about hey? How about? I mean, I like Rusty's duck. <laughs> but how about? How I thought about it was John, a goose. Make America was it a Gronk? duck? Well, he's not even playing Gronk. That's my point. It was he, a goose. He's not even on his team. He's he not even on his him. team. He's not. He dropped him. Yeah, I mean, this is ridiculous. Yeah, change it. Change the name. Come on, come on, Kamish. All right, what else? Uh, let's see. My second one. Two more. My second one is. And this this is going to be a bit controversial, I know, but I I like it. I would love it. <laughs> this doesn't really pertain to Joe so much, but I would love it if we would have no Panthers allowed to be drafted, including the defense, because I hate nothing more than going up against the Panther on like a Sunday and being slightly less happy when Christian McCaffrey runs for a buck seventy five and two touchdowns against me. <laughs> that would be my second uh, second proposal. That's unreal. Well, you, well, you know, yeah, you know, Joe's gonna vote. Well, yeah, but we, we he's gonna be like every, he's gonna be like everybody votes yes, and like okay, McCaffrey's off the board, and like Joe's got the eighth pick, and then boom, he's like fuck you, I'm taking yeah, McCaffrey. Well, <laughs> Can't believe we, y'all we, fell we, for we, it. We would, it would be <laughs> a uh, prior to the draft decision, and all the Panthers would be off the board. Yeah. That that would be my I second. Think, one. I don't think that one's gonna pass. Yeah, me neither. But even Joey Sly, yes, no Panthers. I mean, I I, I want to be. I want to have zero conflicts on Sunday. You know, I could actually say no Bears too, because there's no one that anyone would pick. Mm. I mean, let's be honest here. Well. At, people pick Montgomery because he's the only starting running back for the Bears, but I mean. Do you really feel confident about starting Montgomery every week? No. Do you feel confident about starting Allen Robinson every week? No. Who's Who else Ellen is Robinson? Allen. 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 Hey, Allen. Hey, Steve. It's, it's this Steve. dankful IPA that I started drinking oh, from Sierra. Yeah. It's generously hoppy. <laughs> 7.4. Jesus. Ooh. Like stuff in yeah. like six natty natty lights. Hey. Bears ain't looking too good, so you might be you might be drinking more of those. What, what down was your third ten. Rule? What was your third rule? Maybe they might be down more now, depending on when we film the podcast. Uh, uh, what was what was my last one? <laughs> yeah, you had one yeah. more rule. Well, I'm just. Oh, that's a horseshit call right there. All right, go ahead. I'm Sorry. looking. I don't see anything on my screen. What's going on? bad call he tripped oh okay no he's behind i'm just gonna i'm gonna do a little throwback to the republican party for for chaz right here but in the words of george herbert walker i think that's right bush no more kickers read my lips read my lips no more kickers (laughs) no more kickers. why are you so against kickers are the worst I don't even need that. Why? Okay, that's not that's not a reason. <laughs> that's, just, <laughs> that's just your that's just opinion. Saying, well, I mean, I mean, it's like saying defenses are the well, worst. They, they are also the worst, but kickers are. A defense can win you a game. A kicker can win you a game. A running back can win you a game, just like a quarterback. Can well, win yeah, you. but nobody wants to win by having a kicker kick five field goals for sixteen points. I mean, that. that... I thought I had a great. I think I brought this up last year. My point was, and I think the NFL should adopt this, the way that we have our kickers score points should be the way that, that kick, like field goals score points in games. 
So if you kick a field goal from inside the 20, it's one point. You kick a field goal from the 20 to 29, it's two points. So on and so forth. You kick a 55-yarder, that's a five points instead of three. That's the way it should be. God, you're like bringing up so many numbers right there. I but that would confused. make it that would make it so much more entertaining because you think about it, you're down. Let's say you're down four points. You don't need a touchdown. You just got to get to a 55 yard field goal and make it, and you win. That makes it so much more entertaining. Then you have to score a field goal, right? Now your defense, your defensive backs can't really give up 30 yard pass interference plays to put them in field goal position, right? Because they know that, well, I can give up 30 yards and keep you at the 40, but I can't give you a touchdown, right? Well, so I don't know. That, I think that monologue was a great, uh, a great way to segue into my third point, no more kickers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's brutal. Well, all right, where do you here's, – here's, here's one of my last questions. You're you're currently sitting tenth, and I don't think your team belongs there. That means a lot, thank you. But where do you where realistically where do you see your your team finishing, not only within the NCFFL, but also within the East Division? Um, I mean, I think when healthy, I've got a pretty good squad. I, I, I'm not at all upset about my, if I could get everyone healthy now. I know in the COVID age that that's a lot to ask, but, you know, I, I feel like I'm a middle-of-the-pack team, actually. You know, losing Saquon certainly hurts, but, you know, I, I think I could see myself third in the division, fifth or sixth, fighting for a playoff spot potentially if uh, Michael Thomas gets healthy and I can, you know, kind of get my squad back in place. But, you know, we'll see what happens. I concur. I concur. Okay. Well, long way to go. It'll be be over before we know it, but we'll see what happens. It's not about uh, the de- it's not about the get- destination, Jared. It's about the journey. We're going to get there. Yeah. Well, this journey has been miserable so far <laughs> with COVID and this shit. Um, yeah. Jerry, ready for some rapid fire? I'm ready. You want me to start or you start it? Uh, I'll start. All right. We're here. We go, boys. We're gonna get into a little rapid fire. Question action. Jared, let's start it off, bud. All right. What will happen first? New car or 40th birthday? Ooh. Ooh. Uh, I'm going to say. <laughs> I'm going to say new car. I'm trying I'm trying to get to uh, my, the 20-year anniversary next year, but after that, it's probably new car. How many miles has that thing got? Uh, <laughs> Silver bullet. It doesn't it count. It's a yeah, it got, it got rebuilt at like 160. So it's, it, in total, it's like 243-ish, give or take. Good God. So you got you could ride yeah. that thing for another like 70,000. Yeah, it's like Roy McAvoy said. Ride until she bucks you or don't ride at all. <laughs> <laughs> all righty. Uh, George Dickel or Bacardi Lamont? Oh, Dickel. Oh man! What, what do you think? What, what, when was that transition where you're like, "Man, I really got to stop drinking girl drinks and start <laughs> drinking George Dickel. I used to, I used to crush Bacardi Lamont. Yeah, you and Slip. Oh, I still, I used to like yeah. Bacardi. Well, it was cheap back in the day, of course, which was always key. As, as, so was as Dickel. a college student, but it kind of depended upon the season. You know, the brown liquor's good for the winter time when you need to get a little warm up, but sometimes when it's warmer, you need a little cooler. So. I don't know. It was probably about the time I switched off a of clear liquor after John and I crushed a uh, 
a fifth of some kind of vodka and I don't, we don't remember what happened that night, but bad things happened and, you know, vodka moved, moved over to the brown liquor. Plus, George Dickel. What a great name. Mm. Number eight. Great name. Uh, all right. Will Dave Doran be coaching state in 2021? Uh, yes, unfortunately. All right. You got to sleep with one. Kamala or Melania? <laughs> <laughs> what monitor? <laughs> Who was that? <laughs> Who was the first one? Sorry. In <laughs> <laughs> a very opportune time. Well, well, so you got to you got to sleep with one, Kamala or Melania? oh Melania, no doubt. She's kind of hot. Uh, maybe. All right. Why do you hate App State sports? <laughs> I don't hate App State sports. I follow them. I just, <laughs> I just, I just grew up being a state fan, and so that's where. This is new to me. You no, hate that's State a stretch. <laughs> I, I, I follow App and keep up with what they're doing, but I just grew up a State fan, and so I, that's where I kind of look first. He's never mentioned anything about App State post those championships he, that they had. Now that I look back on it, like it'll be like me, Pittman, Brad, John will be on there sometimes, and Slip will be on a thread for App State football, and he, he like never chimes in. Yeah, so well, Pittman, Pittman, probably because he's probably because yeah, he's not, not watching. watching. Pittman's texting about I App know. State at like twelve thirty on a Saturday. I'm like, I stopped my focus at that point in time. So the only the only commitment Brooks has to App State sports is that sweatsuit. <laughs> still rocking, still, still rocks, rocks that, by the way. Somebody still rocks the bullet actually. Oh, that's a good question. The crazy part okay. is, is he actually had to pay for yeah. that. They don't just give those away at App State. You gotta, you gotta pay little, for little those known, little, oh, yeah. little known fact: oh, yeah. it was also stolen one time, but uh, it found its way back home. You re-stole yeah. it? Jeez, that sounds like a great possession. I didn't have to re-steal it. It was mine, but I repossessed. <laughs> How? Do, well, can we get a story here? Um, I'm, I'm fairly certain Brad was involved. Shocker. Shocker. That's fine. Um, I don't even remember who it was. It was some of the girls. I'm fairly certain at the Bellagio, some of the girls in the uh, the little building next door somehow got in our apartment one night and stole some things, and that was that was part of it. But I did repossess it. There was quite a few that you guys had going on, I recall, like, you guys would get in and decorate or do something like TP their house or I don't know, I forget all the s- stupid shenanigans y'all yeah, did that was to You should ask him when he's the guest GM. <laughs> okay. What do you think will happen first? Panthers win a Super Bowl or Joe Panthers. wins the Panthers? No Great question. question. Panthers. That was the perfect. That was like Panthers answering that, and you're like, "Great question, Panthers." You would think you would think the odds are in Joe's favor with only having ten ten folks in the league, but yeah, I mean, what what do they say? What do they say? I think the Panthers. The Panthers are going to be the team that are going to be like the Browns. Like they just went to the Super Bowl four years ago. Oh, the the Lions. The Lions, or maybe the maybe the Bears. The Bears won a Super Bowl forty years ago. Not quite forty. 
It's pushing. It's I, getting. I don't close. know. But the last the last time <laughs> yeah. the Bears win a Super Bowl, so, I feel like we had a roommate that made a uh, impromptu trip to a Best Buy, stole a stole a trailer. We did. No, I correct myself. We he, borrowed yep. a trailer. I, we brought it back. Borrowed a trailer borrowed. with the Best Buy. Somebody During bought rain. a huge yeah. big screen TV for this from the on Super, a credit card for the Super Bowl, and. We brought it home, had to reconfigure the entire living room to make it fit somehow. Didn't we hitch that to I don't my know if it was yours or mine, but I know we borrowed a trailer. We, yeah, borrowed a trailer. And then somebody, re- somebody ran off like a <laughs> kickoff, maybe? I don't know. I feel like a kick, a kick got run back. Yeah, Esther. Yeah, the opening kickoff, Devin Hester brought it back to the house. I was like nine Jim Beam and Cokes deep, barely could see. I was cross-eyed. And then they ended up losing because the Bears had Rex Grossman as quarterback. Mm. So, yeah. rough night. Oh, sex, sexy Rexy. Already slipped. Uh, speak, speaking of uh, finishing last, if you don't finish uh, last, who will? Hopefully Pittman because that team's terrible. And he should have finished last last year as well. well but. Okay. Okay. Trumper Trumper Biden. (laughs) Oh, boy. The first guinea pig on the political (laughs) boat here in 2020. Um, Uh, Yeah. We're going to ask. I mean, push comes to shove as as much as I dislike him personally. uh, I think I'm going to have to vote for Trump. What did he do to you? Nothing personally. I just, (laughs) I I have my concerns. But, you know. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's what wrapped. it is, right? We don't have to okay. talk. Okay. Natty Lighter Bud Light. Light. I'll let Tom keep the Natty. I'll, I'll let, I'll let Tom on. keep the Natty. Come on. When I wrote this down, I thought for sure I'm well, circling. I mean, I'm not opposed to it. Me too. Of course, but I, I want to let Tom keep Naturals because he's gotten to the point now where if he comes down here and he knows I'm coming, he'll bring – if he stops at the store, he'll get himself a case of natural and he'll get himself a – and get me a case of Bud Light. I'm like, look, dude, we really God, y'all, well, y'all I mean, you, you got a long cases. weekend. What are you gonna do? <laughs> I mean, you gotta stay hot, you gotta stay hydrated, and those beers Lord. are like 98% water anyway. Yeah. But I, I'm like, Tom, you had the great yeah, setup. If you just continue to buy natural, then we can both crush them, and mom won't come down here and know who's drinking what. But now that you're gonna split it in half and segment it, now we're both on the clock. So you know. Yeah, that's smart. I'm, I'm, that's smart. He's playing checkers. Yeah. And I'm out yeah. here trying to that's play smart. chess. <laughs> All right. All right. Before we let you go, we got some, I got okay. some over and unders for you. All right. Over, under, four and a half wins for you this Come season. <laughs> four and a half? Yeah, that's over. Easy. You think you're going to get yeah. five? Oh, yeah. I'm good. Just wait till I get healthy, son. Okay. You're at like an All 11 right. point underdog this week. All right. I, I know. Oh, I gave well, you six points. Hey, I'm, I, I've got a plan. Everybody's <laughs> got a plan until they get punched in the nose. Good, good quote right there. I like it. <laughs> oh. All right. Over, over, under. Five and a half pairs of oh, shoes you owned in your life. <laughs> Got got on a kind of a Good got Lord. on kind of a fresh right, pair. Over on. Speak up. 
Oh, watch out. Breaking them in. Oh, yeah. Sperry's? Over on. Over under 22 and a half. <laughs> I'm, I'm scared. I'm, 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 I can read between those. How low I'll go? How low I'll go? Is this a half plus seven question? <laughs> no, it's not a half plus seven. Uh, it's an over under. It's an over under 22 and a half. Uh, I mean, that that's a number that could apply to a couple different things. I, I'm. I'm <laughs> oh, we everybody knows. I think everybody knows what that number is. Uh, a total number? Look, I'm 37 years old. That's not even that bad if you put it by year. Okay. Yeah, if you started <laughs> at one. No. <laughs> well, right. Yeah. If you started when you hit purity. Y'all aren't, y'all aren't, y'all aren't very good at math. I don't know where right. you're at college. Over, under. One and a half trades. Uh, oh, season. that's a good question. I, I would love to. Uh, unfortunately, the majority of my best players are hurt, so I'm having a hard time dealing with them. But I, I would like to. I'm going right. to say, have you reached out to any GMs about trades? I'll give I'll give you Juju Smith-Schuster and Josh Kelly. If we want to see Chance's head explode, I'll take I'll take that deal. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Let me. <laughs> Let me get in the middle here. I, I think we just had a, uh, I, th- I think we just had a, an offer and acceptance to my well, knowledge. We'll, we'll see. We'll take that off of here. All right. We'll, we'll yeah. talk about that on the back. That, that'll be in the, uh, on the, on the B reel, the B side of this discussion. I yeah. would love <laughs> the flip on the flip. I would side. love to see a text message changes roll off. Like, from Johnny at like eleven thirty tonight. Need to get authorization. <laughs> Slip and Jared. I, think, I talked to Chaz earlier. He's he's actually going on a on a romantic so, uh, weekend getaway up to the Greenbrier, and so I don't know. I don't, I don't want to like rain on his parade if that deal were to go down. But I have all ideas. Is there such thing as a romantic getaway with Chaz? Well, I don't see Chaz as being a romantic kind of guy. His romance is in his pocket. <laughs> Great catch, so, but it was out of bounds. But, Sorry. Yeah. But God, now you're like ahead of me. It's amazing. Uh, all right, Slip. Well, I think that's all I got. Joey, is that all That's you all got? I got, bud. Thanks for being a good sport. Thanks for coming on the Hot Rocks and Hot Takes. Oh, 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 oh. Wait, 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 wait. That question. Whoa, whoa. Stop traffic. Oh, Guys, all right. Actually, Jared, you were supposed oh, to remind me you. about this. You're losing said, me. What? Anybody, anything? Is my Bluetooth gone? No, What's going on? <laughs> what do you got? Jabber cut you got Bluetooth. <laughs> How's your jabber doing? <laughs> I got I got a double earbud jabber. I'm like on stereo down here. <laughs> What's all your right, question? So here's here's my question. I would like to first give a disclaimer that this is entirely um, a hypothetical situation, Eric. <laughs> Please don't report me. This is entirely a made-up scenario. Huh. Is this, for, this. is this for me or Jared or both? This is for, it's for both of you. I want to get both of your inputs. Okay. Picture this. You get in the car about 5 o'clock on a Thursday afternoon. Okay. You're heading to a destination. Let's just say it's a beach of some sort. Not going to throw any names out. Prior to getting to the beach, 
you stop in Little Town. Uh, we'll say it's uh, it rhymes with the word Bright Hill. Okay. Okay. Everybody with me here? Jared knows what I'm talking about. Jared, Jared does. Joe does not. Yeah. Okay. So you, you arrive in Bright Hill. You've got 30 minutes left to your beach destination. And you realize that you're about to get on the worst road in America. And you think to yourself, what would make this drive a little more tolerable? So you decide to slide into the nearest food line, pick yourself up a little 12 pack. Oh. Again, completely hypothetical. You get back in the car and you realize that you don't have a bottle opener with you. Hmm. But you do have a toolbox in the back of your SUV. Here's my question. Or car. What tool are you getting out of your toolbox to open up an IPA with a pop-top cap on it? <sighs> Uh, do you want me to go first or Jared? Yeah, go ahead, Joe. Fire away. This is like a loaded toolbox. We're talking like loaded, to- loaded toolbox. Snap on, legit. Well, I mean, it's not like a, a Matco truck driving around, but it's got <laughs> your ba- your basic tools. I would say your easiest is going to be a flathead screwdriver. After that. Okay. After that, it's going to be like a wrench because you can easily pop something off with that. I was going to say a wrench. Hmm. Interesting. Hypothetically, let me just tell you, it, it is very difficult to pop the top on an IPA with a set of channel locks as you drive. <laughs> Hypo- hypo- hypothetically speaking. <laughs> channel locks? <laughs> <laughs> what the heck is going on? Good I mean, why channel locks? It's the closest thing to pliers I had. You could pop a top with Jeez. a freaking lighter. Yeah, I don't have a lighter. Why would I have a lighter? I don't rip heaters like post. That's true. Jeez, man. I don't know. That's a You know what you need to invent in or invest in? Some some Tans. boat shoes with a little pop top on the heel. There you go. <laughs> oh, yeah. There you go. I think Cro- I think Crocs have some of those if you want to switch yeah, Crocs over. Oh, too. I don't know. I don't know if I can go that route, but uh, yeah, you don't have pre- kids I- yet, so you're not you don't know about the Crocs. Yeah, I appreciate the advice, though. I'll yeah. take it in under consideration. So, but, well, you you sit there and you kind of said, "Hey, make it half as short and make it yeah, funny. forty minutes later." And you just made us, yeah. You just made us talk to you for forty. Yeah, minutes. I know. Some, some, sometimes you get caught up in the moment and get long winded. It happens. Exactly. That's and as happens. I recall, when you did sub in for Jared last year, that was our longest podcast of the year. Well, that's what she said. <laughs> well, bud, we appreciate it. Uh, I know the GMs appreciate you coming on, talking about your team, talking about the league. And uh, on behalf of Jared, we want to say thank you for joining us on the Hot Routes and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast, bud. You're, you're very welcome. I've yeah, enjoyed man. it. Hope I set a high bar that the rest of the GMs will slightly underperform. And uh, go team. Every day is a gala day. It's time to talk trades. Who to buy or who to sell.
All right, GMs, welcome into a new segment that we got in here. We're going to call it the trade report or trade report or buy or sell. We just talk about kind of some things that went on. We're going to touch on the waiver wire a little bit and maybe talk, uh, you know, some potential trades that went down and potentially, you know, some other things that, you know, people might want to trade or trade for, things like that. So let's take a look at the waiver wire there, Jared. See if there's anything of significance. I spent about twenty bucks. I don't even know if I needed to spend twenty dollars on some guys there. I've been playing ring around the circus with the, the Detroit Lions uh, running backs, and Adrian Peterson, quite frankly, is fucking up my world. Uh, but I do think um, DeAndre Swift's gonna take the reins there eventually. So I'm hoping that pays off. I don't know if it will, but running backs are a yeah, premium you got right there. You see- yeah. So what did you bid on it? I, I can't say I got about, my iPad up, so I, I can only see mine. Yeah, I got it up. So you went $9. I went $6. I didn't think anybody would be on him since he was on my initial week. When so I, I initially just... threw my fab money in there, I put 3 And then I changed it yeah, to 9 so, Um Was there anything so, else just, that stood out there? I mean, I threw 11 on Miller. Did anyone put anything on Miller? No, no. Don't look, nobody put anything on Miller. Waste of money. Um it looks like uh, Brooks got Robert Tanyan, the tight end, uh, from Green Bay after that monster performance yeah. on Monday for $11, and nobody bid on him. Wow. What about um, Jackson? And then the uh, – nobody bid $24. on him. $24. So, <laughs> so $24 for the backup to the backup. That's in the range back. of Pittman right there. there. Just dropping coins yeah, for nothing. So, yeah. And he's and it's not even the no. backup. So. So we'll see, but I mean, Brian might be in a desperate spot with some of his guys that are going this week, where he might actually have to play. Yeah. Big um, trade. And then the only other, yeah, the only other one was uh, the Cleveland's backup to the backup that Brooks bit two dollars on, and I lost him too, man. I went a dollar for him. I didn't think anybody would be on him. Anybody knew wow. of him. Um, but uh, so I lost out on mine, and then some other kind of random pickups yeah. here and there. That's what I love um, about the fact. My man. my my. my yeah, but my favorite is the the pickup of uh, – did you see who John picked up this week? John picked up a couple different guys. Um, John picked up Alexander yeah. Madison, and he picked up Jamal Williams. I'm like, John got scared. John got scared of all these running backs getting hurt because now he finally picked up the handcuffs to his to – his, to Do his you fault him for it? I mean, Jesus, look at the I league right I don't fault him. I mean, I don't fault him. He didn't spend just, any money I mean, on just, him. He's it's all you know. It's an insurance policy, and he's thinking to himself, "I I can't have one of my guys go down and not have the backup because I don't know what his fab money is." But he's like, "I don't yeah. want to drop In week five, Jared." There's no running backs out there right now. Every running oh, back and their backup is so vital, so important. Oh, I mean, they're all on my team, <laughs> and I traded and I traded one traded away. One away. Let's get into that right now. So we had a, yeah, our first trade so. of the 2020 NCFFL season. Um, out of nowhere, a random Wednesday, Tuesday, random Wednesday, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. Yeah, you know, Tuesday. we we get the text message on the thread, and you know. I don't know if the processes weren't followed correctly. It seems like they weren't. We were trying to get an exclusive on the pod to talk about it, but it just didn't quite match up because someone 
was going to go tonight. So let's talk about it. You were involved in the trade. So let me get, I first want to get your perspective on it because I don't know who initiated the trade, whether it was, it was you or whether it was Pittman, but kind of walk, walk the uh, listeners through that for us. What kind of happened? How, how was that started? Um, it was a, it was a mutual. Would you guys text at the mutual, same time? I mean, yeah, we texted exactly wow. the same time. We're talking about the same play. I'm not trying to like say here this and that, but um, the I mean, Pittman was interested in Antonio Gibson, motherfucking Gibson. So Antonio motherfucking Gibson. Those were the words he used. What does it take for him? I mean, he's coming on. That dude's going to be a star. But I felt like I was pretty deep at the running back position, and I'm looking at his team, and I wanted to shoot high. So I went for, like, Devontae Adams, who's been injured. So he's been out for the past two and a half weeks with a bad hammy. They're on a bye this week, so I like that. And so then it just kind of took a a little bit of uh, finagling some players around here and there to see what we can make sense. And so we decided on Gibson and – Allen Robinson for Devontae. So Adams. basically, Adams and Gibson were at the core of the trade, and then you guys finagled it around and ended up at Robinson to be in that that second yeah. guy. Because I mean, in totality, Devontae Adams isn't that's not equal straight up there. And so I, I understand the 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 two player for a one player trade. What I didn't understand was why some GMs thought it was totally unbalanced. I, I didn't get that. I don't know. Um, I, think, I think this is classic. This is a classic. Uh, Chaz voted. Brian voted no just because. Just because he's getting hit hard with COVID and he's just over all this. So he's just trying to find some drama where he can. And Chaz just doesn't He feels like I'm a threat to him. So okay. he just doesn't want me, my team to get better. Essentially, (laughs) but I'm like, I don't, I don't, I think it's fair. I mean, Allen Robinson's a top 15 at least wide receiver, right? And he's got a new quarterback throwing to him. Yeah, they're They're not a great offense, they're not a great offense, but they're gonna feed him the ball, right? And so, but I'm telling you, Antonio Gibson is gonna be. I did not want to part with you, don't have to keep selling them, the trade has gone. It's it's over. You don't have to keep selling that play. I'm not trying to sell him. I'm I'm not trying to sell him to him. I'm trying to sell him to the rest of the league. Why it wasn't a bad trade? I'm telling you right now, Antonio Gibson is gonna. He's not even playing that much, and he's gonna get. He's gonna start playing more and more and more. And Pittman's team is gonna get better. And I'm banking on the fact that I'm hoping after this bye week, Devontae's gonna come back and he's gonna be as healthy as he can and yeah. he can go. So my thing with my team is I started looking at it after week four, and I'm like, I'm pretty solid, right, just kind of top to bottom. I got a, I got a pretty good depth, yeah. players on the bench that I wasn't going to play. It was hard to get Gibson in over some of the guys that I had. And But you look at my starting lineup, and there's just nobody there that's, like, scary. Like, you don't look at my lineup and you're like, ah, there's nobody really here that's like, oh, my God, I got to worry about that. Like, for you, like, DeAndre. Like, I can name like three Hopkins. right now. <laughs> like, Hopkins for you. Somebody, when they face you, you're like, God, I got to fucking play Hopkins yeah. this week. God, I don't have anybody like that, I don't think. 
I think I have a lot of. I mean, you could say Kareem Hunt now, but prior to that, yeah. I didn't. I didn't really think anybody was like based off what they've done this year and the way they've looked. There was nobody really scary. So I yeah, went, I yeah, went with no. the based on kind of. I mean, Hilaire's done well. I, I don't know if he. Uh, he's, he's done well. Uh, it's, maybe it's his time. He's had a. T- it's weird, man. He's done what he come, should have done. Well, he, he's a he started do a little bit more. He's averaging right around thirteen to fourteen points a game. That's what he should be doing. But he's not. That's scared. not what you want, like you said. Well, he's time not out. scared. Yeah, but you don't want thirteen, fourteen from your first round pick. Uh, that's true, right? So that that's the. Um, so it, but I th- but it's weird because we're like four weeks in, so it's. We don't really – we're just now kind of figuring out what teams are. Like, what are the good defenses? What are the bad defenses? What are things like that? And so, I think Hilaire might have played, like, a really hard first four games defense-wise with, like, the Ravens and the Patriots. Yeah. And there was somebody else in there that um, that was kind of tough. Uh, well, the Chargers. So I don't know. Chargers so, have a decent D, and that was before Bosa went out. Or actually, it might have been the same game that Bosa went out. I don't think he didn't play the Chargers. No, yeah, 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 yeah. You're yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Chargers. So it's just like, well, maybe they're not bad. And so I don't know. We'll see what happens. But let me give you some yeah, names for some other guys that I that I think that should. I think that some of these GMs should start uh, considering these, trying to get some trade conversations going. Um, let's see. And we engaged in trade conversation ourselves. Yeah, we did. We it talked. didn't. Quite Speaking work of which, out, I think. But... So the so the name for you that I think you should is is Darren Waller. Like you said earlier, you got Janu. Yeah. He's ready to break out once they're able. Hopefully not break out in COVID, yeah. but break out and ready to roll. Um, and it just, I mean, you got to get rid of Waller so you don't have to depend on Naheem Hines and Le'Veon Bell when he comes back. Well, just, there's, Darren there's Waller no, is the guy no to go. Depending on Naheem Hines, first of all. Exactly. Um, exactly. What needs to happen is, you know, I need my running backs, Cam Akers. I need Le'Veon Bell to start doing what they were drafted to do. Um, so I can, and then I need Nine Hines to start doing really, really good, so I can use him as trade bait. Uh, but Waller's been Waller's great, right? Waller's a great tight end. Uh, he's being productive. He's averaging 15 points a game, which is more than you would ask for from a tight end. And Jonu Smith. I'll take that in a month. <laughs> you would take it. I don't even think you have 15 points total through four weeks. I don't think I do. I don't think and, I do. Yeah, really Jonu Smith, um, he's averaging right around 10 points uh, coming off a bye, a forced bye, and potentially another forced bye. We'll see what the hell happens this week. Um, but he's getting his he's getting a lot of touches from Tannehill. So I got two tight ends. I I love where I'm at, but yeah, I'd be if if it was right, I'd be willing to dish off Waller. It just depends on what okay. I need. I mean, I have obviously a need at running back. So Yeah. So so I see him as he's a good buy yep. sell opportunity Great for you and for people. Um here's one. Oh, here's one. 
Brian, I think, should ship off or try and look at shipping off Mike Evans. Really? Mike Evans does yes. have a touchdown tonight. He does have a touchdown. However, do you know what do you know what else he has? An injury prone uh career? Well, kind of. <laughs> yeah. I love Mike Evans last The stat his stats are a little deceiving. So let me tell you this. Thirty eight percent of his points so far this year have come off of, and this includes tonight, have come off four catches for six yards and four touchdowns. Yeah. He's he's a five-yard goal line receiver that Brady feels comfortable throwing him the jump ball, and he's going to get that touch touchdown. I mean, let's look at, yeah, let's look at his stat line right now. We're, we're seven minutes left in but the third. But he's you, three receptions, 22 yards, and a touchdown. That is exactly what you said. Nine yeah, points. That's not what you want. Not that's from, not, not what from you want. Mike, from not from Mike guy. Evans. That's not that's not the expectation from the guy no. with Tom Brady throwing to you. And so if I'm if I'm Brian, I'm like trying to I'm trying to send him off right now because he ain't gonna be scoring two yard touchdown catches no. every game. And so it's just it's a great opportunity for him to sell and try to get him away. Um I think uh I think, uh, and, and we kind of mentioned this. I just kind of, kind of briefly, kind of talked about this and kind of brought it up nonchalantly. But I think Brooks. It might be time for Brooks to try and go ahead and get off of Michael Thomas. He's injured. That's an interesting. He's one. Injured. He's injured. He Brooks needs help now. Brooks doesn't want to finish last, and so Brooks is. I don't see Michael Thomas playing Monday night when they're on a bye next yeah. week. I agree. Like, why they put him, out. him They hold him. Yeah, why put him back out there? Hold him out two more weeks through the bye and then bring him back. And then he's just one bad play away from tweaking that ankle and it's over. And let somebody They're else playing take the that Chargers at home, right. right? They should be able to pull yeah. that off. I mean, when – yeah. With, With a, a rookie, rookie quarterback, quarterback, their defense is okay. Now, granted, it's not the same Superdome without fans, right? But without Michael Thomas in yeah. the in the lineup, um, they haven't fared great at home. Um, but they're two and two without him in the lineup. Yeah. Now, with him in the lineup, he still only has three points. And the real question is. When he does get back, is he still going to be 100% or near 100%? And I don't know if that's going to be the case. So I don't think it would be. I would try to let somebody, let some other GM slips, take on that slips risk. other so. issue, he's got to really – and this is legitimate. He's got to think about this. Do I want to wear the romper two years in a row, sign my name – team name on the pink toilet seat again two years in a row and potentially even get the brocchini he's got to think about that and michael thomas can carry a lot of weight he can get a lot of action from michael thomas in terms of other players on the back end like a two for one type deal because of his potential but it's the name the name he's selling the name 100 percent it's a risk on both sides, but it's, I think it's one he should he needs to take. All right, uh, let's see. How about uh, all right? How about Rusty here? Rusty, you know what Rusty has? Um, too many tight ends. 
Balt- he has too many Baltimore Ravens. So let's count on him up to three, four. He's got three. 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 No, four? he's got three. He's got four. Three. three or four. Okay. No, he's got four, right? He's got Hollywood Brown, Mark Andrews, Mark Ingram, and the oh, kicker. I, yeah. If I you want to count the kicker. kicker. He's not He's not dishing out the kicker. But, but yeah, still, you're dependent upon those guys. But, I mean, if, if the kicker is kicking four – 40-yard field goals, that means none of those guys are scoring on his, points on his actual roster are scoring touchdowns. So, I think it's time for him to try to look on – move off Hollywood Brown. Hollywood Brown, the wide receiver. He's got too many Ravens. He's on a slow start. It looks like he's one of those boomer bust type wide receivers week in and week out. He just might not be the year that he's uh, uh, predicted to, to, to yeah, take that look off of him. Um, then you're less reliable. You know, you could maybe potentially get a, a running back for Hollywood Brown. Um, you're you're diversifying, right? You're not. You know, yeah. th- those points from that team can't go to every one of his players. And he's got some. He's got Hollywood, Andrews, Mark Ingram. Um, so the points have to come there and it's almost like he's playing roulette every yeah. single week like with yeah all right well i got three guys i gotta sit one do i sit the right one yeah um, yeah and exactly. i don't i would never gamble with that not with three guys and, and in fact that was one of the major issues that you and i had about our potential trade was i didn't feel confident about the other guy that you proposed to me because i didn't i didn't want to have two guys from the same team competing for touches i just didn't so yeah. But he's got three guys okay. competing for touches. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's solid. All right. All right. Let's see. All right. So Brad, Brad ran into a – he got a situation last week with Chubb going down. I think now's the time for Brad to try and sell high on Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs. He's had a – Coming off yeah, a 14-point game. Uh, he's actually had quite the heck of a five or a four point, or excuse me, four week um, game. But yeah, loses a running back. He lost a running back. He's I think Diggs. He's he's been really efficient on the targets. Yeah. So the thing is, not like he's like scoring all these points off all these targets. He's just getting the right catches and scoring touchdowns. And how yeah. long can that last? And so especially – and the big thing that, that Brad has, though, is he's got T. Higgins there on his bench. And I think T. Higgins can come on strong. So I think you move off the of digs knowing that T. Higgins is going to come up and give you that that uh, the, the uh, that insurance right there and go ahead and try to move digs for a running a, back. Uh, yeah. a running back. I agree 100%. So not only does he have yeah. T. Higgins, but he's got Godwin. And Godwin's not going to be sidelined forever. Yeah, exactly. Godwin's yeah, gonna so when Godwin's time back into the mix, he's gonna take majority of Tampa Bay's targets. He just is because when they get yeah. to the five, that's when Evans comes into play. But they need to get to the five, and that's where Godwin comes into play. And Godwin's can easily take one yeah. thirty-five yards, twenty-five yards for a touchdown. So I had him. I had Godwin last year. He's gonna score points. I think that's the right play. Move off of Diggs. Try and get yourself another solid running back, which you could easily do uh, for that caliber player, um, and make your team better and make a nice little solid run towards the playoffs. I think that's a great outlook there. Yeah. 
Uh, I think Michael. Michael should go ahead and sell high on Mixon. He had that one game. He's got a really tough schedule coming up. He might have some good slam spots here and here and there, but uh, he's he's like a no show against average to above average defenses. Plays Pittsburgh twice, Baltimore. List yeah. goes on and on. He needs to go ahead and try to. He's got to capitalize Mixon. off of that. I mean, that's just this is prime sell high guy right now. You got Joe Mixon coming off a monster game. Now, as a GM, you're like, Jesus, Lord, thank you. This is He's going to score 30 points every single week. Reality, he's probably going back to 7-5. He might get a touchdown here or there. Let's, let's be realistic here. We're talking about a rookie quarterback and an okay offense, and he's not going to do that. If I'm Mike, though, I'm like, oh, my God. I'm gonna I'm gonna sit tight with Joe Mixon for the rest of the year, and it's gonna be great. He's gonna score me all these points, and then four weeks from now, he's gonna look back and see. He's gonna see 39 points week four, seven points week five, nine points week six, two points week seven, ten points week eight, and he's gonna look back and be like, "I should have dropped him. I should have traded him for some some more valuable options." My opinion, but it's Joe Mixon. I mean. Yeah. I don't know. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Uh, I know. I know Pittman just made a trade, but he needs to get off of those. We talked about this. Those, he's got those two Panthers wide receivers. Maybe it, it might be time to try and get away Why from Why have more. two Panthers wide receivers? I don't get this. He's got that. He's got a slow start. Slow start. He's got a slew of wide receivers, and it's still a big name. So try to get I off. I don't of understand them. playing two wide receivers from the same team. I don't get yeah, this. Only know. one of them I mean, can it's... score a touch. I mean, I guess they both could score touchdowns, but how often is that happening in Carolina games? I don't watch their games as often. I mean, they're offensively they're. Pretty but are they good. both scoring touchdowns? No, DJ Moore is struggling. Robbie Anderson's looking so pretty good. So of those good. two, which one would you try to try to get off of and maybe capitalize on? It's one. I mean, it's probably the name. Yeah, DJ Moore, the name. So, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, I'd be looking at him. And then I think, speaking of the Panthers, I think it might be time for Post to try and see what he can get for CMC. When does CMC come back? That's my first question. I'll pay attention to that. So. Is he a week six guy, uh, eight guy? Who knows? It's undisclosed. I, mean, it's, I thought he was I mean, on IR set to return. Like, for example, he's on IR. He's got the he's got the higher ankle sprain. So people are trying to figure out what, uh, like, when's he going to come back? Is he going to try and rush back, or is he going to try and? I don't know. Or the Panthers are going to try and kind of hold him back a little bit because of what Mike Davis is Yeah, doing. I mean, if you're Chaz, you can't keep Christian McCaffrey again. And yeah, can you when, how long can you put him on your – keep him on your bench and not produce? I mean, at some point, he's got he's to think, all right, even if he does come back, are they going to use him 100%? Or are they going to try and maybe, hey, Mike, let's – Let's split the carries, not put the um, not put the, the touches on the McCaffrey. We know we're not going to get to the playoffs this year, and let's save it for next year. 
and he could easily get a solid wide receiver or two or another legitimate running back and a middle-tier wide receiver for Christian McCaffrey if there's a if there's a team out there that's willing to take that risk, right? That's what I'm saying. He's got to – you need to explore it, right? Yeah, yeah. I'd be curious. You know, I we didn't like have any calls he, in. He, we asked yeah, for but, calls in about trade potentials, and nobody calls in. It's like, is nobody yeah. out there talking outside of you and Pittman and me and you about Maybe. trades? How about, hey, hey, Chaz, I got an idea. How about instead of trying to trade one of your defenses, <laughs> trade a good player? There's no Maybe. defense out there that's like the Patriots of last year. It's, there's just not. I think he's wishing that one of his defenses become that. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. So, nope. So, I don't know. Um, Do we miss anybody? Oh, John. I think John needs to look at trying to get off of Aaron Jones. I think – Let me take a gander here. I think John's keeper can't keep him next year. His usage has been sporadic in the first four weeks. They're bringing in a lot of Jamal Williams, a lot of A.J. Dillon. And so, he's scoring, but – He's not on the field as much as normal, um, and they it and is the Packers, a bye week, so you can you yeah, can and the Packers, move on. Packers yeah Packers had to lean on lean on Jones because Adams was out. So when Adams comes back, it's it's going to be a little bit more evenly split. So now now could be a good time to try to move Aaron Jones. Yeah, that could be solid. So so we'll see. Those are some ideas, guys. Um, Go for it. Let's see. let's get some conversation going and see what happens. I'd love to see another trade or two, you know, by in the next week or two. Um, I don't know. I think it's better for the league. We can do it. And guys, remember, you're more than welcome to call in, talk about your trade, you know, conversations. Maybe you don't have to give the GM's name, but say, hey, you know, I was talking about with this GM about potentially trading this running back or this wide receiver and here's kind of what a conversation was like. And he said, no, because this, I thought it was absurd. You know, just some, just some nice banter back and forth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, you can leave us a message. It's okay to do that. All right, bud. Well, I think that's a solid segment here. And uh, why don't we finish this thing off and get to the week five predictions, huh? Let's do it. Let's go. Five matchups. Here we go. All right, welcome into the week five predictions for the NCFFL. Jared, let's get started here. We're going to start with me, the DK Dimacells, three and one against Make America Gronk again, who Gronk isn't even on Johnny's team. He's also three and one in the East Division. Currently, I have one gentleman going by the name of Tom Brady, who's not scoring me many points. He's sitting at 14.56 points. There's still about a quarter left, plus two minutes. Um, 126.12 for me, 133.34 for Johnny. Who you got in this one? I'm going to choose the unicorn, four-leaf clover, and rainbow guy. You are? 
That's simple. Yeah. Especially after seeing Tom Brady score 14 points against the Bears' defense. Um, I ex- I expect Brady – if Brady can get me to 24, I feel okay about it. But if Brady's sub-20, I'm dumb. It's not even worth it. He might get you there. He might be able to throw one more. I'm I'm still going with you. I, regardless, I don't even care what Brady does. Um, Where do you see it? I see Adam Thielen and DK Metcalf are about to go off against each other in that game. They've been see, so good. They're really every good. Week. They're really good, and both of their defense. Oh going. yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, but both of their defenses suck. True. And so they're going to go. They, they might be. They might they might be the two high scorers outside of quarterbacks. They might be the two high scorers in this matchup. I would love it. And I just yeah, I'm just telling you. Yeah, I think I, yeah, I got you. I mean, outside of Mahomes and Dalvin, his team's not as I don't know. I mean, it's depending on ten points from the, your kicker. I mean, and ten points from the defense. I mean, it could. I guess it could happen. It's Johnny. But yeah, I think I think you're going to win this one. I think your receivers are going to pull you out, and you'll be good to go. I hope that's the case. I just don't feel confident about it. I mean, if Brady can't get me 20 points because Cam's, you know, got COVID, Mahomes going to score 25. That's going to happen. Um, LA's defense, or excuse me, Las Vegas's defense is not great, so they're going to score points. Sharks going to score. However, I don't think Dalton is going to score again. Debo Samuel's coming off injury. Edelman didn't play last week, to my knowledge, and he may not play again this week. So, I mean, there's a chance if New England doesn't even play, if they're not even allowed to play, we'll see what happens. Well, that's his problem. Is I mean, true. The, but... He's got he's got two guys. They got uh, three of his starting players got moved to Monday night. And then one of his starters right now is on Tuesday night. So I don't know. I mean, that's, it's, it's a gamble. This has got, this has got classic John written all over it where, for example, COVID hits and they like, let's say they suspend the game, right? They move it to a different week. And John puts in his, his subs here. So he puts in like Landry McKinnon and, that's it. And like McKinnon and Landry go banana lands. That's what'll happen. And I'll lose by like three and be pissed off. But it'll be like, it'll be like 122 to like 116. We'll Just see what happens. Stupid. I got, I got you the. All right. Well, I appreciate that, bud. All right. Let's move on to the next matchup here. We're going to go with Duck Hunter, Rusty. Sitting at a two and two record versus another two and two record, body by Jacobs. Rusty's got the lead in this one, one forty two four nine to a one twenty nine point five one. Who do you got matched up? They got a couple guys going right now. Just to give the the GMs a quick reminder here, Montgomery sitting at ten point seven points. Uh, we're looking at the start of the fourth quarter, and Ronald Jones. We talked about him earlier, sitting at twelve point seven points with a whole quarter to go. Who you got winning this one? Oh, man. And Brad does have Tampa's D going as well, so he's got an extra five. Yeah, this is, this is a tough one. 
Yeah, but that might even drop. Well, I don't know if it's going to drop, but. Yeah. Uh, oh, man, this this might be the matchup of the week. Well, I think I got to go Rusty. I think maybe, maybe if Brad throws in Evan Ingram in the starting line. If Brad ends up playing Evan Ingram, Brad wins. If Brad over plays, Cooper, or excuse you know, me, over uh, Cox, Mo, Mo Alley Cox, Mo Alley Cox. If he leaves Mo Alley Cox in, Rusty wins. That's it. Comes That's down to the that play. I think if let's see here, talk Andrew Jefferson. No, I I think you I think your initial thought was right. I think Rusty's going to win this one. It's going to be close. I think it's going to be a real tight matchup. I just don't think Russell Wilson's going to play as well as he's been playing. I think this is going to be well, shit, it's fucking Sunday night. He's going to probably score 28. I don't know. I think somehow, I don't even know how, but somehow Rusty's going to pull this one off. Maybe by like three, four points. But we'll see. This is going to be – I think this will be the game of the week. The NCFFL game of the week, Duck Hunter versus Buddy by Jacobs. Um, I hope it comes down to like a Monday night game with Drew Brees. hope it comes down to Tuesday night. I hope a lot of these come down (laughs) to Tuesday night games. It'd be hilarious. I mean, Brad does have digs in that doesn't have a game right now. So He's got Tuesday. Digs for Tuesday night, but it's—I mean, it—it it says no game. Oh, uh, well, that might. So oh, maybe they maybe, changed it. Might, it. It might not be updated in the app. Okay. Like on your phone, it's updated on the. Is that right? Uh, okay. Yeah, on the internet. Yeah, that's gonna be a tough one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it to Rusty, just barely, maybe like a you know four points. That's gonna be a good game to watch Sunday evening. Yeah. So. Uh, let's get going to your game, French Prince of Bel Air. We're going to face off uh, Jared two and two against Cobra Collar and Pittman two and two, a one thirty eight to one twenty four. I, I think this is pretty easy for me. Uh, Pittman's got Allen Robinson going right now with eleven point eight points, and he's got Chicago's D with six points, which is more than uh, the Buccaneers at this moment. So, who do you think pulls this one off? I think this – let me go first because this is your matchup. Here's what I think is going to happen. If Allen Robinson can score another touchdown and get You him, asshole. You asshole. <laughs> if he can get another touchdown and get himself to 17, 18 points, and it's funny that you guys made a trade the same week that you guys are playing each other. It yeah. would be funny to see like the two guys that you traded away score their like top points of the week. So like for example, Allen Robinson scored twenty three. I don't think he's gonna quite get to that mark this week. Uh he scored that in week three. He might get close to twenty with a touchdown here. Um but if him and Gibson's can go bananas, I think he pulls this off. If they don't and they're pedestrian Fumble by uh, Nick Foles right there, um, recovered by the Bears. If if they end up where they're at, 13 points, and let's say Gibson goes 15, 
I think you win. But if one of them reaches 20, you, you lose. Mm. I don't know, man. I mean, I think, yeah, I think I got some bad matchups this week. And so I just, I don't feel good about it. I don't, I, I don't think my matchups are good. I don't think Josh Allen is going to play. I don't, I just, I don't know. So I'm, I might have to lean Pittman. But I'm almost to the point now where I don't even, I'm getting to the point where I don't even care as much about like actually winning and losing. I just at least want my guys to score as many points as possible. I'd rather lose scoring 150 than almost win scoring 120. And I still disagree with that philosophy, so I'm still going to take Mike Norton's philosophy on that. I'm I'm with him on that. It makes zero sense to me, but that's the way our league voted. Oh, I get it. I just – because I can't – I mean, well, that's it. I have no control over what the other team can do. And if you were in my position where you've had the high score against you for two and a half years – you you would pivot to like well let me just like control what I can control and that's how many points my guys can score yeah so I don't yeah whatever um, I don't know I, I mean it can, I think it's gonna be tight I think ours is gonna be a tight low scoring matchup righty I think he pulls it out we'll see what happens hopefully uh, you can get um, Josh Allen playing there and. Make that thing a lot closer than you believe, but that trade might come back to haunt you. We'll see. It'll be fun to watch for sure. It might come back and haunt me this week. This week, not over the. Well, it's not going. Obviously, it's not. I mean, yeah. I mean, we got. We'll see. Yeah. All right. So next up, we got every day is Galladay against Lane Egg. Slip versus Mike. One twenty to one thirty-seven. Slips not having a D in his lineup right now, so let's give him an extra six points for shits and giggles, and he's still losing by 11 points based on projections. Uh, This is the battle of the one and threes. So who drops to the bottom of the league, Jared? Is it going to be Slip or is it going to be Mike? It's going to be Brooks. I don't – I think this is pretty easy. I don't think Michael Thomas plays. I think – I just – I can't see them putting them out there when there's a bye week right after it. And there's no Kenny Galladay. Corey Davis can't play. So you're telling me he's going to have to sub in. He's going to have to take Michael Thomas out and put in A.J. Green, and I expect that team to win? Nah. I got Yeah, I got to take Michael. He's also got John Brown to configure into the mix because we don't yeah. know what's going to go there. Um, yeah, it's just, yeah. And uh, he's got 10 points sitting on his bench from a tight end and Jimmy Graham. Maybe that's uh, – he's got – well, he's got two tight ends on his bench, which is weird. Um, yeah, I think this one easily, based on the performance that Mike's team put in last week, I think Mike's team is starting to pick up steam and he starts rolling. I think what happened the first quarter of the league or weeks was an anomaly, and his team starts to wake up, making plays, putting points on the board, and this is just you know week two of, of his dominance, and it's going to be a 30-point win. Easy. Sorry, okay. sir. Thanks for coming on the pod.
All right, that'll bring us up to the final matchup of the week. That's going to be Henry Thing is Possible versus the GOAT, a Brian versus Chaz matchup. We have a one and three team versus the three and one team. Chaz is favored in this 136 to 64 uh, versus a 126.55. Who you got in this one? Mike Evans currently sitting at 10.9 points in the game. We got about four minutes left, but uh, Tampa just kicked the go ahead field goal here. So who do you got? I don't think Mike Evans scores anymore, nope. but I, w- I will say I'm to me, I think I don't see the bills and Titans playing on Tuesday night. I just, yeah. I, I think the Titans are going to have more positives either tomorrow or Saturday or whatever. And they're going to just going to have to cancel that game for some reason. And the sooner Brian finds out the better, but you look at Brian's team, he's got, Devin Singletary for the Bills out Maybe. playing Derrick Der- Henry for the Titans. Those are his two starting running backs. He's got Justin Jackson, Boston Scott, and Tony Pollard on his bench. So <laughs> I, because I don't think the Bills and Titans will play, I just don't think it's going to happen. I, I just can't see Brian winning. So I've got to say Chaz Lux into another win. Yeah, I got to agree with that assessment. I mean, he, he's got Garner Minshew in here. The last time that he put Garner Minshew in, it did not work out well for him. You think about Houston, they just fired Bill O'Brien. Their defense is going to come out and try and make a statement just based on that. Um, I think if he puts Goff in, it's a little bit closer. And when I say closer, I think – with Minshew in, he scores 87 points. With Goff in, he, sh- he scores 96. But Chaz is still going to score his 136, 137, and it's going to be a route. So either way, he's fucked. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, I, you know, I feel bad for Brian, but this is just not a good matchup based on what's going on with the COVID right now. And who knows? They might end up playing that game. I highly doubt it. I'm, I'm, I'm more aligned with you. Uh, but I, I think this is an easy matchup for Chaz. I think he's sitting pretty after the one o'clock games and not having to worry about a thing, quite honestly. So I think Chaz moves to four one, sits the top of the West there, and uh, unfortunately, I think Brian's sitting near the bottom at a one and four uh, after five weeks. So that'll do it for the uh, the week five matchups here, uh, Jared. And uh, I think we got a lot of good matchups uh, coming up. Um, some close games, I think, that are potentially possible. A lot of unknowns with COVID and potential game suspensions or forfeitures and who knows what the hell they can do. I'm sure we'll find that out in the next day or two. But, you know, here we go. Week five, boys. And uh, what do you say, Jared? I say dodge injuries and COVID and guess right.
Thank you for listening to the Hot Rods and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast. Just a reminder, if you'd like to get in touch with us, there's a way to do that. Please go to the website, anchor.fm, or even easier, download the Anchor app and search Hot Routes and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast. There, what you can do is leave us a voice message. If we like what we hear, we will play it on next week's pod. Also, in terms of distribution, we can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Podcast, and Radio Public. We are here to meet all of your platforms and wherever you listen to your podcast. But if you want the exclusive recording, please listen to your podcast on the Anchor app. For all of us here at the Hot Rots and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast, Dodge Injuries, and Guess Right.